3: Actually, President Trump tweeted about Matt Lauer being fired and went on
1: to attack NBC News executives and Joe Scarborough. Then Kim Jong-un was like,
4: uh, did you guys not see that missile yesterday? Or-? <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> funny delivery, too. Arby's workers in Michigan's.
1: What? How many Michigans are there?
4: Am I drunk? <laughs> Am I having a stroke? Am I illiterate? <laughs> There are only a couple of different options here. Uh, brave fast food employees at an Arby's in Michigan served up swift justice.
1: Oh, that's clever there. <laughs> Good stuff.
4: To an armed robber who went into, with a gun, rob the Arby's. They somehow chased him down, one jumped in a car and chased the guy to the the edge of the woods actually, uh, and then held him at gunpoint until the cops arrived. Wow. Who is laying their life on the line to keep
2: a guy from getting 30 bucks out of the till at your paper hat job? You can have all the horsey sauce you want, man. <laughs> yeah, well, no kidding. I was like, where was
1: it? It was a, a Taco Bell in like Baltimore or, you know, kind of a tough section of a tough city couple of armed robbers come in and say, well, We're robbing a place. And the guys who work there say, Our guns are bigger than yours. No, you're not. I wonder and they if that's ended up what, shooting them down. Yeah, there weren't a lot of details here. I wonder Iron if your gangbangers for your fast food restaurant. That's my
4: advice. There weren't a lot of details in this story. And I was wondering the same thing. Held the guy at gunpoint. Did they get his gun, or are these Arby's employees who had their own guns? <laughs> mm. Maybe they did. God, I'm with you, Sean. Come back and run the curly fry machine if you want. I don't care what you do. I'll go home. Does this I'll mean make my your ship's sandwich. over, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. If that means my shift's
4: over and I get to go home and
1: not get shot, here's the, <laughs> the keys, bro. Lock up. I don't care if you ha- run the franchise for the next week. I don't care. I am not risking my life to save the Arby's. I make ten fifty an hour. Do whatever you want.
4: <laughs> and uh, I don't actually know this story. There's a horrifying serial killer down in. Um,
1: Florida, that
4: oh, they yeah. caught when he asked a McDonald's co-worker to hold his gun. I don't know the details on that story. Have you heard that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he shot four people to death at random. Just... No, terrible story. Humans, yeah. And, and yeah, it's the same gun he used. And uh, I can't remember the co-worker said, what, your gun? What, what the hell? And call the cops or something like that. And, yeah. So he's really crazy? Like or just... stupid. I don't know. I can't even imagine what was going on there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, uh, my God, I don't even want to contemplate it. Why'd you bring it up?
4: So I'm uh, trying to book some travel. I've never done this before, where uh, all, all my family meets for Christmas in Kansas. I really want our kids to get to hang out with grandma and grandpa and uncles and cousins and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a schlep to get there from the West Coast. Just a, It's an all-day schlep. It always is. Weather, holiday traveling, there's no... Um, straight flights, because it's not a big enough city. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, ugh. And I got one kid that particularly is in no position to travel right now because of his uh, mental state, mm-hmm. his emotional state. So it's it's either fly private or don't go. Oh. So I'm looking into the flying private thing, really oh. looking into it for the first time in my life, really getting into it. It is insanely expensive for one yes. thing. Yes. I, I think we're going to do it, but it is insanely expensive. Oh,
1: boy. Charter,
4: huh? Is I that what know. you call it? Or? I don't know what you call it. Okay. I've 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 gone to a number of websites that are out there um and I'm comparing prices and options and that sort of stuff. I'll tell you one thing. They sure do treat you nice on the phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh?
4: you want, I'll bet you they want do. good customer service, call one of these private jet companies. Oh, yeah. And they're really, really we nice.
0: We got to... one. We got one on the line. <laughs>
3: Oh, wow! But I can wow. see
4: the appeal. I've got a friend. One of the reasons I know some something about this business is uh, best from from college. It has been flying for these companies for years and telling me how cool it is for people who can afford to do it. Yeah. And uh, and to do it regularly, you got to be crazy rich. I mean, you've got to be really, really, really rich if you're going to do this as part of your
1: lifestyle. Because it's like Hawaiian vacation money just to get where you're going.
4: Hawaiian vacation money if you're going to buy a car when you get there, maybe. Oh, really? Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty damned expensive. But uh, but he's telling me about how great it is for people who can afford it, like f- four guys who want to play golf, and they decide, you know, let's play golf at that course in Austin, Texas this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. And you, you drive your car onto the runway and park next to the plane and get in. There's your security. Right. Um, And get in with your stuff, and the booze that you said you like is sitting there cold in your cup holders, and you sit in your big, comfortable chairs and watch whatever you want to watch on TV Mm. while you fly down there. Then you get off and get into a different car that drives you to the golf course and you play. And then you can reverse coming back, and the amount of time. The the flight to Wichita from the West Coast, two and a half hours. So we would drive up to the plane, get in. Two and a half hours later, we get out of the plane, and none of the... You know, get to the airport two hours early because it's New Year's weekend. Um, uh, Your flight's delayed for weather. Connect in Denver. Three-hour layover. A couple of years ago, Sam and I had to spend the night at the hotel because of, you know, that stuff. Right. But it is insanely expensive. But it's just an interesting glimpse at how to—if you got the kind of money, and very few people do, where you could fly that way regularly— what a lifestyle! Oh, yeah. I'll bet you Donald Trump has never flown commercial and has no idea what it's like. Or or the bushes. Well, I'm sure you're right. I doubt any of the bushes have ever flown regular flights. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. Going way way not. back, yeah. several generations back. But it's it, it, what a different view you've got of travel
1: if that's the way you travel regularly. Oh yeah, yeah. I listen to Don Imus a stupid a weasel idiot. Um. You know, from time to time, and he's been like a net jets guy for a long time. He's insanely rich. Yeah, he is insanely rich, and um, and and that sounds okay to me. <laughs> so it turns out, if you have lots and lots of money, you can do things in a cool way. Oh yeah, and the other thing he said to
4: me on the phone again, very very pleasant. Oh, I'll bet. It treated me really nice. Wasn't
1: quite like calling a uh, United. Well, telling him you broke my guitar <laughs> it was interesting
4: because he hits me with a rough price off the bat which is called qualifying because they wanted to see if i went
1: oh my god what? click uh... i'm not going to the moon <laughs> right qualifying yeah. i like that they want to see if he's a poor guy Well, <laughs> or, or,
4: or, or i i said i said look the only reason i'm doing this is because i got a kid that can't travel any other way and it's either do this or not do it so i'm trying to figure it out i said yeah. i'm not a guy who's going to do this regularly. Or it seems like a crazy amount of money to so me. So if
1: you want to be rude to me, go ahead.
4: <laughs> no, I just I don't know why I was telling him that. Mm. I have no idea. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. But um, a little glimpse into your psychology.
4: Oh no, I know there was a reason I said I'm not about the amenities because he started in on the various oh. amenities. I said oh. I don't care about that. I mean, I, I realize you got to compete against other people. I just need to get my family from here to there for the Christmas get together, and I'm going to
1: try to do it as cheaply as possible. Seatbelt, water bottle. Pisser. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> sorry, folks. That's an indelicate term, and I apologize. I'm a Christian man. I'm sorry.
2: What would you like your ice sculpture to be, though?
4: Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna. I, I need a chocolate fountain that's right in between our f- four seats, mm. so we can each stick our fresh strawberry in the chocolate fountain while we're flying <laughs> over New a Mexico. S-
1: single stem on a single strawberry. <laughs> we're gonna have an issue.
4: Oh yeah, my buddy the pilot says it's like that for a lot <sighs> of people. Wow. You got the wrong kind. You got his bottled water over in this seat and he likes to sit in the back and he drinks a different bottled water we're never flying this again you know that sort of thing that's what you're dealing with a lot
2: wow yeah A-holes. i know you're dealing with a holes a lot <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah oh yeah
2: yeah there is a lot of that
4: because there seems to be just from my limited experience being around rich people at some point you got nothing to worry about so you have to make a giant deal out of small things To continue to have something to focus on, I guess?
3: Hey, look, I'm president. I don't care. I don't care
1: anymore. Yeah, I guess some people are like that, but not all. No,
2: you don't have
1: to be that way. uh, Yeah, uh, I I get what your point is.
4: Contractor I was talking to who was building a house in the Tahoe area and how he'd been working on it for months, and he said, it's a great job, I'm making lots of money, but we'll finish the kitchen, and the wife will say, you know, I didn't know the tile was going to look that dark against the... You know, the lighting that we chose. So, and they'll tear it all out and get a different color, and it'll Mm. cost $400,000 to redo the kitchen because they decided that was a little darker. I mean, I think for normal people, even if you had unlimited money, that sounds crazy. Why would you do that? That's not the way you want to spend your life thinking about that Mm. sort of crap. Mm. But apparently, that's where you can get.
1: I'll come to your party and be very, very funny. I will be charming. And it won't cost you more than, what do you think I ought to say? (laughs) (laughs) $50,000. Too much? Let's talk. I don't know. I think I'm going to do this,
4: um, but I hope it yields enough stories that make it somehow keeps our business going along far enough that something interesting has got to come out of that
1: experience, I would think. Yeah, yeah, I'd see if you could write some of that off somehow. I think if I I talk
4: about business with my five-year-old, I can write it off as a tax thing. (laughs)
1: Go drop into some radio station.
4: Hey, uh, Henry. You any
1: bumper stickers? (laughs) Henry,
4: Joe and I are thinking of doing a fifth hour. You think that's a good idea? No? Okay, we talked about business. Of our blah, blah, blah show. (laughs) Yeah, of our blah, blah, blah show.
1: Do you want to hear more blah, 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 Henry?
4: No. (laughs) There you go. I'm surprised there's not something in between flying first class, which is ridiculously overpriced already compared to coach, and... The private thing. You'd think there'd be, the way Uber came to fulfill a need, there'd be something in between that could be profitable. Oh, another thing guy told me that I thought was interesting to those of us who are, all of us who are regular travelers, because this came up the other day, your daughter getting in early. And I said, if you can get her, they say we're going to make up time in the air, and I always think, well, if you can do that, why don't you do that all the time? It is the in, almost the entire profit of the commercial airline business is around fuel. Mm. Almost the whole thing mm-hmm. is the fuel. So they make the trip as slow as they possibly can without falling out of the sky <laughs> to save money on the fuel. Right. So they can go way faster. That's why this private jet can get me there in two and a half hours, because they're not about the fuel. They're making their money on their crazy, ridiculous charge that they're right. charging you. Right. People want to get there right away. That's how they exist.
1: Take a tank of fuel with you. We don't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's but yeah, crazy. So the
4: planes could go a lot faster. They just don't, because that's where the whole profit thing comes. I didn't know
1: that. Huh.
4: I thought it was all those bag fees and everything else they were getting you on. Yeah.
1: Nickels and dimes don't hurt. Yeah. Don't yeah, how about like a not great charter? You know, just I don't need any amenities. Like I said, my charming list of before. Well, my pilot just friend
4: said that the problem is the in-between is a prop plane that they break down now and then you get stuck at some airport in the middle of nowhere assuming you didn't crash
1: they break down in the air
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. how about a crop duster yeah a, cro- a crop duster <laughs> and i just tell the guy just uh, keep flying <laughs> so you get me there
1: wrong? See, got, hit a couple of wheat fields between here and there that's <laughs> all right
4: you're listening to the armstrong and giddy show
1: when you dance dance still good creeping up on you so just dance 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 go all those things i shouldn't do but you dance 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 and anybody somebody keep this in guess how to you so just dance
4: dance dance guess how to you this is uh jimmy fallon's buddy right timberlake You guys didn't watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but Jimmy Fallon uh, was on a float dancing. Him and Timberlake could have switched jobs when they were 19 if they'd have wanted to. Hmm. The other one could have done a talk show host comedy thing, and the other one could have been a singer dancer. They both can do them well.
1: Fallon's show's biting the dust, though. Plunging ratings because he's trying to be uh, traditional, non-political, you know, or even handed, whatever. He's still
4: number one, 18 to 49, which is what they care about, but but barely, Mm. but he's still number one. But yeah, huge drop off. The verdict is in on that whole thing. Does America want a middle of the road Saturday night live or a middle of the road late night host? Or do they want a beat up one side? The verdict is in. They want a beat up one side.
1: Right, right. And it's all one side. In yeah. terms of late-night yeah. comedy, yeah. Uh, so a couple of interesting stories, uh, dollars and cents-wise here. Um, one headline that we'll get to if we have time, and, and if not today, tomorrow. This is from MarketWatch. Businesses eliminated hundreds of thousands of full-time jobs to avoid Obamacare mandates. The economists have have looked into it. They've ruled. They've done the research. Hundreds of thousands of jobs. And, you know, I've told you this before, I personally know two people, and I don't know a lot of people, I'm kind of a loner, I know two people who did not hire to stay under the 50 employee threshold. Those are jobs that don't exist. Those are families that will not be fed, they will not be insured, they will not have college money for the kids, et cetera, et cetera, because it was too expensive to go above that 50 employee threshold. So... You know, for for every, you know, action, there's an equal and opposite reaction or whatever Newton said or Hamilton or somebody or other. (laughs) Mark Twain. San Francisco is set to become the first U.S. city to price all metered parking based on demand. Surge pricing coming to every parking meter could be in 2018 under a plan being considered by the Municipal Transportation Agency.
4: I've always wondered about that, that... It costs the same amount per hour way over here near nothing as right. it does right here next to the restaurant. I just have to at eight a.m. I just have to oh, wait. Oh. I just have to wait until the spot opens up,
1: right? And right.
4: hope I get the one near
1: the restaurant. Okay, how many parking meters in the city of San Francisco? Seventy-seven. <laughs> Person who comes closest will earn my admiration. Twelve thousand. Good guess, Michelangelo. I must say nine thousand. Nine thousand, Hanson. The, uh, the secret guy we never talk about? He no, he's no not guess. listening. He's uh, doing something, which is what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Something.
3: <laughs> he says 7,500.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, 30,200. Wow, that's a lot of parking. Yeah. I win. And, and, uh, Congratulations. That's right, because you didn't go over, which I've always thought is a stupid, it is. stupid rule. It is. I hate that Closest rule. is better. Yeah. Yeah. 12005 12501 I want that guy beaten
4: up Well and between Sean and me so if he if he guesses 32100 I, against me I win having guessed 77 That's dumb Right, if he goes over, right, <laughs> that doesn't make it's me... unjust. <laughs> the only reason they do that is to prevent ties. We're we're arguing about the rules of prices, right? That's well, What we're
1: doing? Have a tie, then bring out a can of beans and have a second round. What you have this abortion of a rule to quote unquote prevent ties? That's no rationale.
2: I did my college thesis on Plinko strategy. If you guys
1: want to hear that, <laughs> oh, and how. Under the proposal, each of the city's 30,200 meters would be subject to hourly rates that vary depending on demand. charged fluctua- fluctuate block by block by time of day. Wow, so you got like the hot restaurant uh, district. Maybe you're going to go to North Beach, you're going to get a little uh, Italian food. You want to uh, park a block away? All righty, it's going to cost you. You willing to park five, six blocks away and hoof it a little bit? Be cheaper that's interesting is this uh being
4: decried as um, elitist exactly uh, one <laughs> of those things where if you're rich obviously you get better parking spots now as is because there are some um what do you call it? diamond lanes that 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 around the country are going to ch- just charging you you can just right. buy your way in
1: right yeah
4: to make money and yeah. and people are bothered by that.
1: Uh, when spaces are only 60 to 80% full, no rate changes will be made. But if 80% or more of the spaces are filled, rates will rise by a quarter. Is there wow, a, so it's all tied in. Is there a cap? Or
4: could you have, like, a popular space in front of a popular restaurant that is $90 every 15 minutes for the super rich if they want to park in front?
1: Yeah, wow, I could see that. Not for me, but for somebody. And when the occupancy rate is lower than 60%, the rates would drop by 25%. I'm sorry, 25 cents. Rates can go as low as $0.50 cents an hour or as high as $8 an hour, according to the policy. Oh,
4: $8 an hour is a lot to park if you're going to be in there for a couple hours. Hey, uh, kids, we're walking.
1: That's the policy. We need the exercise. You need the exercise. We're walking. Highest rate right now is 7 bucks an hour near at t Park during Giants games or other events. Average rate at the existing 7,000 demand-based parking spaces is about 2 bucks an hour. Um... That's awful, so said you, a woman.
4: So <laughs> so you could end up in a situation when you're looking for parking near something. The further away spots are taken and only the close-up spots are still available, as mm-hmm. opposed to the other way around.
1: Right, yeah, sure. It's like, you know, the big game. You might not be able to find a good seat, but you can find a great seat. Yeah. Um. So, I- interestingly enough, um, the Chronicle threw together... All sorts of information on different neighborhoods.
4: Wait a second. What's the point of this? Based on just what you, what you just said, I thought, well, why, is it, why wouldn't we do it for parking if we do it for the seats in the stadium? Well, the, the baseball game is a for-profit <laughs> enterprise
2: Hello. is the way they do it. Hello. Why?
4: Is, is parking now a for-profit enterprise? Yes,
2: absolutely. You They're making those, money. Do you think those sexual allegation harassment cases go away for free? <laughs> no. It takes money. So um, the most ticketed neighborhoods in San Francisco...
1: Um well they count down from number ten to number nine, which I appreciate from a uh, show business perspective, but let's uh jump ahead to uh the marina. Uh fifty four hundred dollars a year in parking ticket revenue. That's not that bad. Uh revenue per each parking spot, five hundred and seventy two dollars. So they could they budget per parking spot, it's going to mean X dollars of revenue per year. Should the government be in the
4: uh, profit game when it comes to parking? Absolutely not. Should they be figuring out what makes us the most money when they're crafting meter uh, (sighs) price? You know... Supply and demand, etc. Should they be doing that? It doesn't seem like they
1: should. It seems... I hate to throw around. I'm not a class warfare guy. guy. I never have been, even when I was poor. Um uh, the part that bothers me is budgeting for fines, which makes it required that you issue a certain number of fines, right? I've got the rest of the list, the uh, the most tickety places in San Francisco coming up.
3: What's coming up in your news, marshal? Hang on one second. I'm trying. Well, to... We don't have one second. Oh, we, we don't. All right. <laughs> he talked panties and politics, and now another congressman is on his way out. Oh, really? Yeah. We are going to hear from uh, one of John Conyers' accusers, and Facebook's new AI eliminating almost all terrorist content coming up. Good stuff. I'll stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Sexual harassment. You know, I'm pretty tired of this topic, but this article in the New York Times about various court cases over the years and what constitutes sexual harassment is really interesting. And man, if you got a job, uh, whether you're a woman or a man, you you want to know, legally speaking, when do you cross the line? And sure. The line is a lot further toward the pervo than you think it is actually get into criminal territory. Oh, criminal territory?
1: Yeah. You might
4: get fired from your job, but actually committing a crime, but then so why do you get fired from your job? Um... Private enterprise. Yeah, but, right, why are they, but why are they so scared? Anyway, more on that coming up right now. The news with Marshall Phillips.
3: Well, I tell you, change is coming down very quickly. Texas Republican Representative Joe Barton says he's not going to seek reelection after nude photos of him were posted on social media, and now.
4: But that was a consensual affair, right? And a yep. woman he was having an affair with, for whatever reason, had naked pictures of him and yep. posted them. Yep. Why does he have to sit down? That's nasty.
3: To... Well, but why does he have to quit for that? And now a woman, another woman, has shared a series of private messages. Some was sexual overturn she exchanged with Barton the week after he apologized for texting the nude photo of himself to another woman. Okay, but but
0: was that a
4: consensual affair? So we gotta figure this out. You can't just, we can't just throw out
1: exchanged sexy messages Mm -hmm. and you gotta step down. Yeah, I don't get this. I'm mystified. I'm missing something. He's a single guy now, right? He
3: was exchanging the uh, text with the uh, woman who just released them when he was still married to his second wife. Okay, but that's since since when do you not get to be a congressman because you had an affair? Is that a new thing? At this point, you would have to ask Mr. Barton. He hasn't explained any further than saying he's not going to run for re-election. So, uh, again, it's getting pretty murky these days. God, I would say. Well, that says to me maybe there's a little
1: iceberg under there, and he just thinks, oh, jig is up. I don't know.
3: House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is now saying Michigan Democrat John Conyers must step down. Got her finger into the wind, did she? Uh,
0: I pray for Congressman
3: Conyers and his family. He's an icon. I wish them well. However, Congressman Conyers should resign. He's an
1: icon and a, and a criminal and a uh, perv.
3: Pelosi calling the sexual harassment claims against Conyers serious, disappointing, and very credible. And one of the brave women Pelosi was speaking about was on the Today Show. Marion Brown, former staffer under Conyers, detailed the Michigan congressman's alleged sexual misconduct in an interview with the show, saying the longtime civil rights icon violated my body and frequently propositioned her for sex. These uh, allegations that I made, I want everyone to know, it was serious, I did it three years ago, and Congressman Conyers came out and called me a liar, basically. So I'm here to say that uh, I'm not a liar. Now a settlement was made in that case, in her case. That's how the story about Conyers broke. Wow, so Conyers had to pay a settlement. Oh, that's right, the con- the taxpayer right. pays those settlements. Right. Brown gave a specific example of Conyers' alleged misbehavior when he invited her to a hotel in 2005 under the guise of discussing business. When she got there, Conyers was wearing only his underwear. He asked me to satisfy him uh, sexually. He pointed uh, to areas of genital areas of, of his uh, body. Oh, you mean your genital? And asked me to, uh, you know, touch it.
4: I uh, realize this is not funny and then that's not cool, but... He points to the area that he wants her to. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm uncomfortable Ooh. with this whole being a victim, but I get what you're trying to do.
3: Right, way ahead of you. So how many
4: years ago was this?
3: Uh, this was in 2005, this particular example. 12
4: years ago. He's 88 now, so he's yeah. 76. 76-year-old man yeah. walking around in his underwear saying, "Again, Right here is where I'd like you to touch. Yeah. Jeez.
3: Yeah, granddad. Good yeah, I get it. lord. Yeah, Brown's just one of multiple women who now have alleged uh, Conyers of sexual harassment. And uh, some of his, uh, one of his other staffers had also come out and said that he would uh, try to put his hand up her dress. And, uh, you know, this was, uh, this went on a number of times. Some of the women said they stayed because they needed the job. Other of the women said they froze. They basically got out of there as soon as they could.
4: And these guys, I'm thinking, convinced themselves, the number of women that have stayed, that they, they were, they, they, they wanted it. They find him, attra- they find me attractive. We have a thing. They want to have sex with me as much as I don't have sex with them. They don't get what's going on. I I think that's what's happening.
3: Oh, by the way, in another story that we've been talking about, President Trump says Rex is here. Following reports that Secretary of State Rex Tillerson could soon be ousted from his position. The president came out. He was asked about it. No, Rex is here. We went
4: through this with the attorney general, remember, for a while. Everybody was claiming he was out and he's still there.
3: Facebook is saying advances in artificial intelligence technology are helping remove 99% of terrorist content before it is even flagged by users. The social media giant is saying it has taken down more than 80% of content by the terrorist groups, including ISIS and Al-Qaeda, within an hour of it being uploaded. And in some cases, Facebook's claiming its new software is able to block the content from ever being posted in the first place. Hmm. How do they do that, Marshall? Algorithms? Algorithms are coming into play on this. Humans are still needed, though, to review the decisions being made by the automated tools. Facebook trying to assure everybody it is working very hard to keep terrorist content off its pages. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice
2: of the West. My funk hybrid blues band Al Gore Rhythms is playing this weekend where it's mostly (laughs) it's about environmental conscious songs or whatever, but it's all done in a very rhythmic way. Al Gore Rhythms. Come come check us out. I get it. (laughs) And your instruments are made of safely harvested rosewood. Yes. No conflict uh, minerals in our our instruments (laughs) or our electronics. No blood strings.
4: (laughs) I see you guys playing in the corner by some ferns while we eat crepes.
2: Yeah, it's all acoustic, actually. Like, there's, it's very laid back. You got to get a good seat. It's hard to hear.
4: (laughs) So, what if you, uh, if your boss tries to kiss you repeatedly, says, places I love you signs on your desk, calls you a dumb blonde, puts his hands on your shoulders, asks you out on dates repeatedly? Is that against the law? Apparently not, according to the courts. Uh, Stay tuned. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Dreams come. Your boss grabbed your breasts. That's not harassment, legally speaking. What? Pay that off here in a little bit. What? Stay tuned.
1: What? Stay tuned. All right. I don't know. That's more ripped from today's headline than what I got. I mean, I can do my thing tomorrow. It'll still be news tomorrow. It'll be less new. In a case that went to the federal
4: court in early 1990s, a woman presented evidence that her supervisor tried to kiss her on multiple occasions, placed I love you signs on her desk called her a dumb blonde, put his hands on her shoulders, and asked her out on dates. If you weren't interested, that'd be a pretty annoying work situation. Oh, yeah. Horrible. The trial court judge dismissed her suit, declaring that this conduct did not meet the threshold for sexual harassment, and the appeals court affirmed the dismissal. Since then, courts have cited this case and others like it hundreds of times in rejecting sexual harassment claims. Such conduct conduct these courts have declared is not serious enough to be harassment. In a 2014 case, for example, a court dismissed harassment claims by two waitresses who said their co-workers kissed them, brushed up against them, and made sexual references. One of the waitresses said that a colleague told her repeatedly that he wanted her to have his baby. That was dismissed. A 2000 harassment case was dismissed even though the plaintiff, a construction worker, presented evidence that his male supervisor blew kisses at him, repeatedly remarked on his buttocks, touched his knee in a suggestive manner, Mm. made comments about raping him, Asked him to sit on his lap and talked about his genitals. That case was dismissed. There is a sense among Americans that the country's legal system is well equipped to handle these sexual harassment cases that are coming out all over the place. But it's not.
1: I would like to know, is it a judge by judge thing? Because those are egregious.
4: Well, as it said in that first example, that case has been cited hundreds of times across American dismissing cases. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: civil suits are an entirely different matter. Yeah,
4: it's interesting to me, though, that if it's not illegal, how did companies get in a situation where they're so scared of it?
1: Just Well, I would say the the charitable explanation is the expense of defending it. Don't
4: we have this... Purely.
1: Don't we have this... Um,
4: uh, it's apocryphal and overstated, but we have, I think, there's this feeling in America among men in workplaces that... If you say to your coworker, "Wow, well, I like your new haircut, you could be in trouble. Yeah. Well, you could be. Right. But where you're looking at this and from a legal standpoint, you're not even with a hundred miles of being in trouble. So I'm just amazed that the two things are so far apart.
2: Yeah, that's odd. Well, also citing court precedent from decades gone past is very different from understanding the cultural moment that you're existing in.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. For your workplace and that sort of stuff. I get that. It's just, I can't think of any other example where the legal um, view of it and the corporate view of it is so far apart. I mean, like stealing, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, I hear can't think you. of any others that are so far apart. What's your source there? New York Times, a couple, yeah. a couple of women trying to make the point that we need to bring our legal system up to speed.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised by all that. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, it's conceivable they kind of cherry picked some cases that were, I mean, because if you go around, you know, all of uh, American jurisprudence, you'll find some horrifying decisions by bad judges. But as you say, if that's a precedent that's been cited hundreds of times, that's different. Yeah, I'm shocked by that.
4: In the 1986 case, Meritor Savings and Bank v. Vinson, the Supreme Court held that, held that Title VII of the Civil Rights Act prohibits harassment in the workplace based on sex, race, color, religion, or national origin. That is viewed as the landmark case that officially recognized sexual harassment as an impermissible form of, disc- of uh, discrimination. But in issuing its judgment, the Supreme Court used the word severe or pervasive to describe the level of seriousness that conduct must reach before meeting the legal definition of harassment. And judges regularly say that's not severe or pervasive. To the, put I love you signs there and rub your and rub your
1: shoulders. That seems a little pervasive to me. Pervacious and pervasive. Mm. Perverted. Uh, interesting. Well, that'll probably evolve. I don't know. You know, it's, uh, it's shaky ground, though, for everybody in the workplace. I almost said fellas, but... You know, it does go both ways, or it can be gay guys or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's well,
4: mostly fellows and
1: women. Yeah, it's, it's mostly. I've been sexually harassed by modern definitions, but thought I <laughs> found it flattering. Moved on with my life. I didn't care uh, as a younger lad.
4: I've worked places where, by modern definitions, sexual harassment was happening every day, and nobody seemed to be bothered. I mean, maybe they were hiding it. I don't know, but nobody seemed to mind.
1: Mm. You didn't notice that they bought you pants every birthday <laughs> where these place yeah i yeah, we'll see where this ends i don't I don't know i don't it's really difficult to predict the the, the gyrations of society these days because these things come and go so quickly.
4: I don't think this is good. well, do you think it's going? I think it's coming and staying this whole thing,
1: uh yeah, to a large extent, yeah, I think so, because it's been moving in this direction for a while. It just took, you know, a Harvey Weinstein. You know what? Bill Cosby got some credit this morning. I was hearing some guys talk about it. I'd forgotten. That was a pretty big one, too. Now, he was a rapist.
4: Yeah, but finally believing the accusers.
1: Right. Right. Realizing that, okay, famous guys we have goodwill for sometimes do abhorrent things. Yeah,
2: removing the icon blinders from a lot of people. Yeah, the old goat. The icon blinders.
1: Hmm. Mm.
4: So are we committing to a get your freak on free
1: Friday where we don't talk about this tomorrow? I will commit to it. As you recall from 604 this morning, I voted against discussing mm-hmm. it today.
4: Yeah, I was among the four votes, the two yeah. thirds that overruled the uh The measure from yesterday. The system works.
1: Yeah, well, the (laughs) the Dred Scott decision was a majority, too. I'm on the right side of history.
4: The system works.
1: (laughs) Flesh-free Friday tomorrow.
4: With the same caveat of a two-thirds... Majority could overturn it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's our constitution.
4: I don't think I could get a two-thirds majority tomorrow unless something just over the top happened, and I can't even picture what that would be. I don't think there's any celebrity big enough. I, I can't think of any no, story. Outside, of the, wrong. outside oh, yeah. of the president, right. uh, I can't think of a story.
2: No, I'm it, telling you. If it weren't for the one-button sex dungeon, I would have voted against. But I really wanted to be able to talk about that today.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, in this new
4: wrinkle Uh, that the New York Times brought us, the interview with the lady, I I hadn't heard this, that she says she was sexually assaulted by Matt Lauer in his locked office until she passed out. Yes, That's a hell of a story. Ugh, ugly. God, I'd say, you weasel.
0: And now, Sleeve Boy presents final thoughts with armstrong and getty sleeve boy sleeve
1: boy my sleeve is not rolled up you know i like my sleeves rolled up here's your host joe getty let's get a final thought from
3: everybody Uh, michelangelo final thought uh, yes, hi, I'm Garrison Keeler And welcome to Home Prairie Hot Leggy Companion Damn it, I did it again
1: <laughs> Marshall Phillips, final thought Hot
2: Leggy uh. Companion
3: <laughs> Alright, latest fight in my neighborhood is over Falling leaves, some people like to leave them Just sit on their lawns, other people demand you rake them up I'm not raking Oh God No
2: uh, positive Sean. Final thought. If you ever wanted to feel what the experience of watching a movie trailer with me is like, with my charm, my wittiest sides, check out Armstrong and I watched the uh, the uh, Avengers Infinity War trailer with uh, my commentary. Go check it out.
4: I checked out the video. It's cool. I liked it. Jack, your final thought. We did. It's a mistake. We did not get to the clips of Matt Lauer grilling Bill O'Reilly about oh. his sex life from just a couple of weeks ago and taking a very high and mighty... Self-righteous tone. I've always thought Matt Lauer was a weasel. He just striked me as a smarmy scumbag. Turns out he is. But yeah. that is just over the top. While he was doing it
1: himself, really laying it thick on Bill O'Reilly. My final thought is you may have just won my vote tomorrow morning. To play those clips? we got to get those clips Those are on. pretty yeah. good. Yeah.
4: God, what kind of person does that? Wow. O'Reilly was on to talk about his book, and, and Matt Lauer really got in his face about his, wow. his
1: lifestyle. What if both of us were accused overnight? Would we talk about it then? No. Traffic and weather together on the sixes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, guys. <It> never <laughs> happened.
3: Real what? quick, since we've got a little time here. Uh, Jim Neighbors, Gomer, just passed away at oh. age 87. Oh, from the oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, yeah. An
2: icon. Yes. Golly.
4: Well said. The, the... He was the first guy running the... Uh before Goober. Gomer was before Goober. Goober was no Gomer. <laughs>
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. You'll kind of, you'll find our contact info there. We'd love to hear from you, especially if there's something we ought to be talking about. Y'all do a great job. Send us the links, whatever. Armstrongandgettyradio.com. Our wacky videos are there, too. People enjoy those. And positive, Sean, with his trailer.
4: Gomer Pyle lived his life in the closet before he could be out in Proud Gay, right? Yeah. 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 God bless America.
0: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
3: And the show's over. What?
4: Bye-bye. The stage manager was just like, three, two, we fired Matt Lauer, and we're live.
1: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.